and welcome to another wonderful, amazing episode of Dependence Blaining. Not singing, just the podcast. I am Jen. I like the singing podcast, Jen. I am Veronica. Your other singing host. (laughs) Here we are. We should just sing. We should just sing the whole podcast. We should. We're just entertaining with our voices. And and that's all I got. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Here we are for another awesome true crime and military topic for you in the month of April. Oh, my gosh. Veronica, it's already April. We are in April. We are in April. Wow. Remember a year ago? We were in April. Yeah. And remember how terrible <laughs> that April was? Like... <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I remember all of that. It was really terrible for like four months and then it got a little better and then it got terrible mm-hmm. again. And I don't even know where to put this current feeling in what category to put it. I don't know where to file it mm-hmm. under. Crappy. Good. Just meh. Yeah. I'm just going to dog ear it and label it later. Yes. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Things are super weird. Uh, Dave was messaged me today saying he was getting back-to-back automated calls from the from the base clinic saying that I was eligible for the vaccine. <laughs> He's like, I think oh. you need to call them and see what's going on. He's like, oh, it's just letting you know that you're eligible now for the vaccine because they've opened it up now to dependence and some other stuff but i was like what why do they keep calling you like constantly what is going on um yeah i will um i'm trying to save my time so i don't have to take time off of work because you know those hours mean a lot yeah you need them for Mm -hmm. a trip so yes Mm -hmm. i I am. I honestly I'm I'm wary of it but just because I don't know everything that is associated with it and especially with the J and J vaccine being stopped right now due to pe- six six people out of seven million vaccinated that got blood clots, but you know it's still a little scary. That's because it's Baby shampoo mixed with baby powder. This is what I told I told a coworker. She was like, "Oh shoot, I got the J and J vaccine," and I was like, "You know, I love that it's a one and done, but my only concern was that it was Johnson and Johnson, and I just know they have terrible reviews with their baby wash and everything. Yeah. Lovely commercials, yeah. the best yeah. commercials. Maybe you can sell it with the commercial of a gentle baby, baby bottom." And then show the vaccine, not going in the baby, but just just there, know, related, related to the baby. that you know it's it's gentle enough for a baby, but you don't need it for the baby. Yeah, just like in a bubble bath, smiling, surrounded by vaccine vials. There you go. In the background, not the needles, just the vials, uh, yeah. guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then the mother gently caressing the vials while kissing them on the top. Yes. <laughs> That's a vaccine I'm getting behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds great, right? <laughs> At least advertising. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I have reservations with it, but I am just going to do it just because one, we're going to try to go home, you know, at the end of the year, and if that whole sure. huge 
fiasco of the, you know, vaccine passport comes about, you know, at least then we're covered. And if they continue doing quarantine here, if we both, myself and Dave, if we get the vaccines, we do not have to quarantine if we ever, like, traveled off the island, came back. Yeah, they'll take us right to base and then we'll be free. That would be great. (laughs) That would be amazing. Um. Yeah. So I've had a change of heart with the vaccine. Like I was not for it. I was like, I want to wait. I'm going to wait it out. See what happens. But now I want to trust science and I want to say that they've done a good job and I want to put my faith into it. So I think I'm going to get it Um. now that it's available to us dependents for the same reason, yes, Jen. For freedom. <laughs> For the same reason, mm-hmm. for my freedom, for everybody else's mm-hmm. freedom, in order to help out the population. So yeah, I mean, I think it's a good it's a good decision, and you know, it's there's no pressure for anyone else out there. If you don't want it, don't get it. You don't have to. I mean, unless you feel Absolutely. necessary. I I don't like being pressured into something and made to feel bad that I don't get. Like, because this whole time right. I was like, mm, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. I still don't really want it, but at the same time, I'm like, well, I should probably get it now. Working in a school, wanting to travel, you know, Mm -hmm. tourism, hopefully opening up in the next couple months, maybe it will just, I don't know, help. Yeah, you want to, you're the same as me. Like, you want to have faith in it in order for this to work. It's like, you want to have so much faith in it. You want to trust the people that developed it and pray that it works yes and we can all have you know we can have herd immunity and we are able to travel again listen i miss my family i have not seen my mother in four years i have not seen my nieces and my sister um in four years i want to go home and visit my family Mm -hmm. so and i want you know our family i was gonna say my family but my family won't come visit me um kyle's family who's always willing to visit us. I want that to happen because my children haven't seen their grandparents in a long mm-hmm. time. Yeah. I have not I have not seen my grandma in wow, I don't even know how long now. Makes me sad. I think since 2017. Yeah. So uh 4 oh. years now, I guess. Yeah. And so it mm-hmm. just, you know, I want to be able to go see everyone and be you know and have everyone safe as well and you know not have to worry about you know not being able to be in the same house as my family so if that's what it takes i will just do it why not why not Mm -hmm. my mom got it my mom got it the other day i'm super proud of her because she's in her 70s and um i didn't think she would but she's like yeah i went and got it i was like good for you mom I'm Good. proud of you. Good yep. for you. A lot of my yeah. family's been doing it and getting it done. I know my grandma got it done. My actually my my basically sister in law Ashley took her to get her. I don't know if it was bull shots oh. or at least the second one. It was, and then she stayed with her too just to mm-hmm. make sure that she felt well afterwards, which is so sweet. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I wish I could be there too, but I'm just glad that she had somebody yeah. there to help her. So. It is nice. I'm glad everyone's doing it, though. Just, you know, I don't know. Don't get a t-shirt. 
I see the t-shirt people. People are making t-shirts like that they're vaccinated. And I'm like, what's next? Are you going to get the tattoo as well? Like, come on. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I mean, you get your sticker. The just sticker's like when fine. You vote. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's that's fine. But uh, I'm just like, dude, you don't need to display it to everyone, you know? Yeah. That's so funny. I didn't realize they were doing t-shirts. I saw it. Like, there's t-shirts commemorate every event. Yeah. I mean, I I love t-shirts. You know me. I love a good t-shirt. I will make a good t-shirt or I will find someone to make me a good t-shirt, but (laughs) I'm not going to get a t-shirt that says I'm vaccinated because I don't care that much. Yeah. Well, to each their own. We encourage you to get it. If you don't want to, that's your prerogative as well. Yeah. We're not going to shame you for not getting it. No. It's your choice. I am. I am going to, however, shame you for not wearing your fucking mask when you're supposed to. Just do it. Being like, it's my right. No. Just wear the mask. It's annoying. And it's super frustrating. And I was like, that's why I'm like, oh, getting this vaccinated. We won't have to wear masks. Eh, wrong. Which is bullshit. But whatever. Fine. I'm so used to it now. Like, I I look for it. Like, listen, I'm I'm saving money on makeup. I don't have to show anybody what the lower part of my face looks like. I'm just going to enhance my eyebrows and hope for the best. Yeah. And so far, so good. It's nice not having to show emotion, like, from my face. So when, you know, things happen, I... People don't have to see my full reaction. They just see it from my eyes. Right? And, you know, my eyes can be deceiving. Yeah. So. I, yeah, exactly. I can kind of, like, calm my eyes down. However, mm-hmm. my mouth does other things. Oh, that, yeah. But, like, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry about how my mouth is reacting to the yeah. stupid news you just gave me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I do. My I eyes, am, I can keep in check. I am, yes. I am grateful for math so that I don't have to show people what I'm really thinking. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want my husband to see that I'm really scrunching my lips up and baring my teeth at him. But then he does because I don't wear a mask around him. (laughs) (laughs) But other people in public. Yeah. Yeah. Or that I'm mouthing the words, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Why? Why would you do that? Why are you so stupid? I hate you. Stuff like that. Mm Mm-hmm. That I wouldn't dare say to their face. No one <laughs> will ever know. No one will ever know. Uh, well, that was fun. Anything else new going on in your life? No. Pause <laughs> <laughs> uh, for special effects. <laughs> no. Um, no, as you can see, I'm in my closet because I noticed that audio from last week sounded awful on my end yours was perfection (laughs) but because i don't have any furniture still here i am woe is me i don't have any furniture um yeah that's about it kyle did tell me that hopefully it might get delivered on saturday but uh, it's a toss-up who knows we don't know we don't know we don't know frustrating oh i know like i said i i miss it when i go to bed i'm like where's my bed and I miss it when I'm about to cook. But, like, I can't handle this one pan and pot. Yeah. But I've been using my Ninja Foodi like a mad woman. And let me tell you, I made pork chops in the air fryer the other day. Game changer. Game changer. Ten minutes on each side. And that was, like, I 
have reached a new level of juiciness <laughs> with my food. <laughs> it was so, they were so good. Mm. So, yeah. Ninja I've been using foodie. that a lot. Not sponsored, mm-hmm. but we should be because we like food. I think so. Yeah. And then I made a pot roast yesterday. Oh, yum. Yeah. Which, my pot roast is always on the dry side. Yeah. Can somebody please help me? Help me feed my family yes. a moist pot roast because it was like I just can't get it right. I've tried everything. Um, in the foodie, it's not as dry. It's better. It's better. It's tolerable, I should say. But I'm like, why do I keep making the shit? Why do I keep <laughs> making white people food if it doesn't come out right? Mine never why does either. Why do I do either. this to myself? I don't know. I don't know what it is. So also, when you, because you said the word moist, pause again, moist. Um, I just read Extra some. Extra juicy. I, I read an. I read. I read a something online, and it said we're not using the word moist anymore. We're using the word damp. <laughs> that sounds That's like that, I hear that I'd rather hear moist than the word damp because yeah. if I hear damp I imagine mold and smelly yes yeah please tell me yeah. how to make my pot roast more damp more Ew. damp <laughs> like what yeah gross this cake is so damp <laughs> yes exactly I need to make it a damp cake in my mouth that sounds worse. And the word itself doesn't bother me. It's just the way you're relating it to the other things is yeah. what bothers me. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, yeah. I have no problems with the word moist. Do you like it how I emphasize It doesn't bother me at all. Word? It doesn't bother me at all. No. The words that bother me, and I'm pretty sure I've said this several times, is when you add the word bomb to anything food-related. Oh, bomb so chicken. Bomb. Or, no, 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 like, that's the name of the thing, bomb, fat bombs. Oh, Like, yes. all the keto recipes is, like, fat bombs. Or the word crack, I don't know why, but, like, crack chicken. Yes. Crack beef. Why like, is no. it crack? <clears throat> Makes me want to throw up. I don't get I think it. it was, it stems from one time that I was reading a cupcake recipe, and there I was, like, it was a really pretty, like, glittery, like, the, with the edible glitter, and the, they were titled Glitter Bomb. <laughs> and I was, like... I just picture my mouth full of, you know, craft glitter. Yes. <laughs> Coughing that shit up. And so it, it really put me off. Just stop naming stuff bomb or crack. Yeah, please. Or pop of color. I don't like that either. You don't like pop of color? I don't like pop of color. It's a <laughs> pop of color. Be like accent colors. You could say that. Yeah. A- Pop of my, color. I just needed I needed a pop of color with all my gray walls. Yeah, a pop of color. No, <laughs> I just needed some color. I needed more color. I needed some accent colors. My room's boring. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's my life. My room is. My room's boring. My living room's boring. But I refuse to add <laughs> any color. <laughs> what? Why? Because I, I, I don't know how to. I don't have that creative oh. juices inside. I am on uh, Facebook Marketplace all the time, and I see furniture pieces, and I'm like, I am dying to do something and, and flip it. Like, I want to flip it, but I don't have any room to do it here like we did in England. In England, we had a garage, and here we don't have that. Yeah. So um, I'm just going to have to suck it up and not do it. But I do miss it. I do miss sanding down wood and creating something pretty out of it. 
Speaking of, well, I don't know why that it brought me to here, but you know what they just did in our yard this morning? <gasps> they cut down one of our trees, and now I can't have a no. hammock. Yeah, they cut down the entire why would they tree. Cut it down. They didn't even why? let me know. They didn't even warn me. <gasps> why? I don't know. They cut it down, and I'm so sad. It was the perfect because I had those two that they curved perfectly yeah. away from each other to have a hammock laying there, and now <sighs> it's gone. I'm gone. I'm. I get so mad every time I see somebody cutting a perfectly good tree. It's like, why would you cut that down? It wasn't even dying was or anything. Beautiful. They literally just trimmed it, too. They just trimmed that tree and took the coconuts <sighs> down and whatever. And then all of a sudden I hear like this. Le- they were loud, too. They were just like letting all the pieces fall down on the ground and all. It was very, yeah. very noisy this morning. But then I looked outside trying not to be a creep and I just see them cutting into the tree. I was like, no. Why didn't you go out there and chain yourself to that tree and be like, over my dead body will you cut this tree? I know. Warn somebody next time. Let me have a say in my own tree. I wish I would have known. I would have sent you our hammock. We have two hammocks for some reason. Kyle's mom sent us two hammocks. (laughs) We have nowhere to put the hammock. Yeah. (laughs) Because, uh... There's nowhere to really anchor it on the balcony. I was like, that'd be kind of cool to put it on the balcony, but there's nowhere to anchor it. And we're not allowed to drill into the walls. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I was like, well, now if I wanted a hammock, I have to get a hammock stand. That's Yeah. That's not fair. Boo. Yeah. I know. I I messaged Dave and I was like, oh. His mother effers cut down our perfectly good hammock tree. And he's like, well, that was now rude. You just have a, now you just have a stump there? Yeah, well, it's like almost like flesh to the ground. They cut it down that far. No, terrible. But yeah. Anyway, instead of all the things popping around in my mind. Anyway, Veronica, I'm ready for your story. I'm ready to tell you a story, but first I'm going to tell you where our listeners can reach us, Jen. Yes. Okay? In case they want to tell us anything, email us at dependesplaining at gmail.com, or you can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe and or, and, and, there's no or, and rate. (laughs) Rate us five stars on your listening platforms. Yes. Please. Don't do forget that. to do that. Don't forget. Um, yes, if you want to send us any stories a while back ago, I asked for like a secret that you guys had military related. We're still waiting. We're still waiting on you guys. Or just any um, suggestions on any future episodes. Let us know how we're doing. Yeah. Did base housing cut down one of your trees too? Let us know. Yeah. Well, how angry we'll are you it. right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How long have you been waiting for your household goods to arrive? Yes. Or what is the longest amount of time that you have been, that you have ever waited? This is the longest amount of time that we've ever had to wait. It's, it sucks. Sucks. Yes. Sucks a lot. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. Well, let's move on. And I have a story for you. And um, what do you know? It is also from... North Carolina. We're just adding on to the North Carolina we stories. Are. We're just piling them up. What's going on over there? 
What's going on? Somebody tell me, is it in the water? Is is the water murdery? (laughs) Murdery water. (laughs) Murdery water. Yeah. Now coming coming soon to your nearest podcast. (laughs) To the commissary nearest you is murder water. Murder Murder water. (laughs) Murder water. Now with electrolytes. the water. Oh, electrolytes. (laughs) Yes. And caffeinated murder water. For when you need to murder at night. Murder. <laughs> or really early in the morning. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay. Let's get down to some serious business, Jen. We'll talk about the murder water water idea later. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. I like it. I added, added on like merch or something. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I for you today, I have the story of a... Uh, Murder for hire, if you will. I don't want to spoil it, but it hitman style. Um, the murder of Captain Marty Fear, Air Force Captain Marty Fear. Now I got most of my information on Murderpedia, uh, OSI.AF.Mil, Courtlistener.com, and yeah. Okay, so here we go. Uh, Michelle Fear was born in Texas in 1970, but she grew up in Colorado. Her parents divorced in, like, the mid-1980s, and uh, her being the oldest, she helped raise, like, her younger siblings. So she had that. She helped out her mother with that because she went to live with her mother. Um, So in high school... Sorry. Where'd it happen? Oh, in high school, she was introduced to a Frank Martin Fear, or Marty, as they would call him. Uh, he's also a military brat. Did I say that about Michelle? I must have done something in the beginning of my paragraph that I didn't add that in. Michelle was a military brat. Um, so she related to Marty with that. Um, so he was born, Marty was born in Germany in February of 1969. Um, Marty never really knew his dad as schizophrenic because he divorced his mother when, when Marty was just a baby. So Marty's mom raised him on her own with the help of like family in Colorado after they had moved back. So Marty and Michelle met in high school when she was like 15 and he was 16. Uh, They hit it off right away. After all, they were both military brats, so they had that in common, um, and they could relate to each other. They were high school sweethearts who remained together after graduation. Marty had aspirations of becoming an astronaut ever since he was a young child. Um, His grandfather encouraged him to follow his dream. And so he joins the Air Force and becomes a C-130 pilot. He, um, so he attended the Air Force Academy in Colorado. Oh, nice. So he was well on his way. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was well on his way to filling his dream. Um, Michelle also joined, but she joins the Air Force Reserves, and she served a year in Desert Shield. And in her time in the Reserves, she reached the rank of Tech Sergeant, or E-6, for those of you who are not Air Force-related. She took advantage of the GI Bill and went to college where she earned a BA in psychology. So she used that and then paid pretty much her entire college career. But, I mean, of course, she had to take out some loans. But take advantage of your GI Bill, people. Yeah, for real. Um, So 
They waited until Marty had graduated from the academy in 1991. The couple tied the knot. So they were tired of, of being apart all the time. And so in 1991, they get married after he had graduated. Uh, Marty and Michelle moved to Enid, Oklahoma for Marty's flight school. Marty decided to become a pilot instead of an astronaut after he came to terms with the long wait, um, long wait list and just how difficult it was to become an astronaut. So he just kind of got disheartened and was like, I'm going to just be a pilot. Not just be, but I'm going to be a pilot instead. Uh, so then they moved back to Colorado and Marty attends flight operations school in Denver. Once that was completed, they were stationed at Patrick Air Force Base in Florida. I'm trying to remember where in Florida. Mm. In Florida. Patrick, yeah. <laughs> There's so many bases in Florida. <laughs> there is, yeah. There's so many. So... Uh, where was I? So Michelle began grad school studying clinical psychology while she was there. Uh, for the most part, they really enjoyed their Florida life and they did a lot, like all the fun Florida things you could do, you know, water skiing and scuba diving, all the, all the fun stuff. Um, so Marty soon deployed to Kuwait, leaving Michelle back at home and she was feeling very lonely and out of place. <sighs> Welcome to the club. Insert eye roll here. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. So then Michelle earned her doctorate and took an internship in Alabama uh, just to, you know, get some experience. Uh, meanwhile, Marty was relocated once again, this time to Moody Air Force Base, which is in Georgia. Now, they were both very dedicated to their careers, and that put a strain on their marriage, especially living in separate homes at the time and just in separate states because Michelle was in Alabama doing her internship and Marty was, you know, stationed at Moody. So all seemed pretty good from the outside, but Michelle started to resent Marty. She resented him for the fact that they were always moving around and that she had to like postpone or delay her career. Once again, Welcome to the club mm -hmm. where none of your dreams come true. <laughs> no. You have to Pack find that shit ways up. to work around it and not yeah. be discouraged by it. It's just a yeah. it's just a stepping stone to greater things. <laughs> Is it? You just pack that shit up, put it in a box, and hope it makes it to your next destination exactly. in one piece. There you go. Just like your household goods. Yeah. Okay. So Michelle finished her internship internship and joined Marty. So once again, he was being relocated. This time he was going to Pope Air Force Base Air Force Base. Let me say that again. Michelle finished her internship and joined Marty, who once again was being re relocated, this time to Pope Air Force Base in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Michelle was not excited for this move. <laughs> She, she was like, I'm not having it. I don't like this. It was her sixth move in the eight years that they had been married. Um, she was just really worried about, like, having to meet new people, new friends, you know, like, just like us when we move. Um, and then with her job, too, she's like, how am I going to move my career over there? But a colleague from her university hooked her up with a job in Fayetteville, but it would take her a year to get a practicing license for North Carolina. 
So that was another downfall in, in moving for her. She wasn't going to be able to practice what she had studied so hard for because she had to wait on this license. But she was able to kind of still work in that department, just not the way she wanted to. And that was a way of her uh, for her to like network while she waited for the license to come back. So she was able to build up clientele yeah. so while she was terrible. waiting for the license. Yeah. yeah, not terrible. She was still able to work, but yeah. just not in what she wanted. Um, Michelle also missed her family, and even more so when Marty started uh, talking about having children. Michelle was not ready. She wanted to go back to Colorado and have the support of her family when the time came would come for her to want to have children. Mm, she wasn't ready. Okay. Marty was. Yeah. Mm understandable I, mean, I get it yeah a lot of people especially when you first start having kids you'd love to be around your family and all that support uh, i get it but let me tell you just you can do it on your own yeah it's just not always possible in your situation especially as a mm-hmm. military spouse it's mm-hmm. not always what you want it to be but you deal with it right <laughs> exactly you do what you gotta do just do what you gotta do to make it work <laughs> yeah okay So, Michelle feeling lonely and trying to understand her feelings of resentment towards Marty, she turns to the internet. Mm. Michelle claimed that Marty wanted a housekeeper, not a wife. He had an obsessive compulsiveness over keeping his house, like, tidy at all times. And that really grated on Michelle. She was like, he wants to live this military life and he wants me to keep this house. Just the regimen he wants for the house is, like, what he does at work, and I am not for that life. She wanted some sort of, like, excitement in her life. Um, So much so that she actually started posting ads looking for anonymous sexual encounters online. Oh, that's that doesn't sound dangerous or anything. Sounds safe. I think she had just fallen in a rut and she wanted something different and her husband was all about work and all about the air force and very by the book and that's what he expected at home too and i think she wasn't for that life yeah so it it didn't fit her lifestyle that she was hoping for now in her ads she requested a sexual partner for like two to three times a week hookups must be attractive between the ages of 30 and 35 physically fit and smart because she wanted to have intellectual conversations with him or her. Uh, Michelle does manage to meet a few of these, um, a few men this way, but only only has relationships with like two of them. One of them that wanted more from her, she just wanted something casual. He did not know that she was married and actually he sounded kind of dangerous because he like hacked into her email Oh. Um, and found out what she was doing and found out that she was married. So he, they like broke it off. Right. And actually he says that his password, her password to the email was cheater. Oh, that was her password. So okay. he was able to crack that. Hmm. Anyways. So, uh, in the spring of 2000, Michelle is more distant than ever. She started attending swinger parties where she would hook up with both men and women. Women. Um, and so Marty, unaware of his wife's secret affairs, wanted to hold on to his marriage. Michelle 
was too in a way. She like wanted to like make it work. So she suggested to Marty that they attend couples counseling. And then during the session, Michelle wanted Marty to acknowledge that she had changed. And Marty just wanted to go on living the same life he had carved out for him, for both of them. And she was like, I'm different. Like, I want other things. And you are continuing to lead this life. And it's not working out. And somebody needs to change. Um, so they were in, co- in a constant place of disagreement all the time. Michelle wanted to go out and party and she just wanted the, to live the nightlife. But Marty was more of a homebody and just wanted to go to work and come home. And he wanted to come home to a wife and to a tidy home. Yeah. My husband comes home to a wife, but the home is not tidy. And neither is his wife sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Yeah. But he seems happy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then in February of 2000, Michelle met John Diamond online uh, as a man who would become her sexual pi- partner and lover. John Diamond had enlisted in the army in the early 90s, and by the time he met Michelle, he was already on his second marriage, which was starting to crumble due to his infidelities. His wife knew that he had been unfaithful in the past. However, she was not aware of the current situation, the relationship that he was having with Michelle. So John was 28, tall and handsome. Um, He was training to become an army ranger and a sniper. So John and Michelle clicked the same way her and Marty did. They were both military brats. He had also followed in the footsteps of his family. Um, His grandfather had been like a prisoner of war in uh, Vietnam. So they had a lot in common. And I think that's where they connected. Plus, on top of that, the excitement of meeting somebody new. Okay, so when... When they finally decided to meet up in person, the couple would attend nightclubs, parties, and they would also go to swinger parties together. And so by the summer of 2000, Michelle was fed up with her husband and his military regimen, so she moves out. She says, I need to move out. I need some space. I'm going to rent this apartment on my own. Um, we'll still try to make it work, but right now I need my space. So she actually moves in with John into her new apartment and she, yeah, she moved out. Like I said, with the excuse that it was only temporary until they could figure out their marriage. John gave her the excitement Michelle craved. John fell in love with Michelle, actually. He, and he wanted more than a sexual relationship with Michelle. Um, and Michelle and John were just not very careful about their relationship so they started to flaunt their relationship out in the open with no shame but marty still had no fucking clue as to (laughs) what his wife was up to he had no i mean he was gone a lot he was gone for months at a time on deployments this is probably when they were just like you know everywhere so now john's wife uh her name is lourdes was also clueless to the affair. Like I said, they were also in a bad place. They were actually separated, um, but they were still living together for financial reasons yeah. is what they said. Yikes. So um, so like I said, she had been aware of like extramarital affairs in the past, but not of the current ones. I guess if they just don't communicate, 
he's she's not gonna know um now despite them being not so discreet everyone was everyone was clueless like everyone was clueless of the affair but michelle had even she had even like listed john as like her emergency contact and was under fiance like that was the relationship she put what? on put there with fiance yeah Huh. Okay. So, somewhere along the way, Michelle found herself in a dead-end relationship with John. Again, you know, she's not fulfilled. It was no better than her marriage. Um, She was like, eh, I'm in a rut with you as well. I don't want this. It's not exciting anymore. So, Michelle returned home to Marty. She went wow. back. She moved back with him. She started to feel suffocated by John's declaration of love <laughs> and him wanting to have children with her. He would say the same thing that Marty would. I want to have children. And she is like, no, I'm not ready. Um, so, so they continued an on again, off again relationship despite her having, you know, been like, I'm done with you. And she had moved in with her husband. Um, John would question why she would stay married to a man whom she did not love, who she claimed she did not love. And he would email her with ominous messages that sounded like he was contemplating suicide. Um, Michelle was bored. She was just like, uh, she was bored with uh, both her husband and, and, and John. <laughs> but she was living with her husband again. So. Wow. Now, in December 16th of 2000, John is at a party with some friends when he calls Michelle. After hanging, like everyone witnessed him calling Michelle after he hangs up with her, his friends question his all of a sudden sour mood. He's got this pouty face and he tells them that Michelle was raped by her husband and is considering killing him. Oh. More specifically, she was thinking of hiring someone to kill him. Now, John claims to have uh, advised her that it was not a good idea. And his friends suggested to John that he that th- he beat up Marty. So, to me, to me, this seems like John and Michelle already had a plan laid out to kill yeah. Marty. Um, and that the conversation he had had with his friends was just a way to plant a seed of doubt in case, like, he ever came under suspicion. That way he yeah. could back him up. He's like, well, I was at a party with him one time and his, his you know, Michelle called him and was like, said this about hiring somebody to kill him. Yeah. So I think, I think right there is a bad sign that he's willing to throw her under the bus. Yeah. Just you wait. Oh boy. Just you wait. So on December 17th of 2000, so it's just the following day after that party, Michelle and Marty attend a Christmas party that was being hosted by a colleague of Michelle. Um, they were uh, at a restaurant just celebrating and there was other couples there. On the way home from the party, Michelle asked Marty to drive her to her office because she needed to pick up some book that she had, like, forgotten earlier that day. So, he's like, all right, let's go. So, they arrive at Michelle's office, and she goes um, into her office. Like, she cl- she goes upstairs into her office uh, while Marty stays in the car. She says she was just going to grab her books, so it shouldn't take her too long. But after a few minutes, Marty grew impatient, thinking she had been in her office for longer than expected. He gets out of his car and begins to climb the stairs. It's like an outdoor stairwell um, leading to the floor where her office is on. 
Uh, all of a sudden, someone hiding in the shadows shoots Marty four times. Marty tumbles down the staircase and the shooter delivers the fifth, and according to medical examiners, the fatal, the last, the fifth and fatal bullet. So Michelle hears the gunshots, runs outside and sees Marty laying at the bottom of the staircase on the ground. And in her panic, um, overhearing the gunshots, Michelle claims that she left the keys to her office inside on the table and the door closed behind her. So she was locked out of her office. So she had no access to her office phone. Right? Hmm. Okay. So Michelle runs to a nearby video store where she's captured on video surveillance making or marking the time at like 10.57 that night. Two employees working in the back hear her come in uh, and she yells to see if anyone's in there. The employees later said that her hands and face were covered in blood. She was hysterical. Uh, she was also not wearing any shoes. So the employees dialed 911 for her and handed her the phone. Michelle tells the dispatcher that her husband had just been shot. She then ran back out the door to wait for the police. So when the first responders arrived, they had to pull Michelle off of Marty because she was like holding him, like cradling his head in her arms. Um, His wounds were still gushing blood, uh, which is a sign of life. But he wasn't breathing. Uh, CPR was attempted, but it was too late. Captain Marty Fear was dead at the age of 34. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Now, police asked Michelle for, an inf- for any information. Michelle claims to have seen something or someone out of the corner of her eye near some bushes, like, behind the building. Um, so she also agreed to have her hands tested for gun residue. And then... Uh, it was discovered that Marty uh, had been shot with a 9mm gun a total of five times. So once the one, he was shot once in the forearm that went into his chest, once in the lower back, once in the thigh, and one in, once in the, in the buttocks. But the fatal shot was execution style to the back of the head. Uh, his wallet still contained $66 and the keys to his 1999 Ford Explorer. This was 2000, so the Explorer was brand new. Yeah. Right? If it was yeah. 19 it was on it was so yeah. Yeah. So whoever shot mm-hmm. him, they didn't they didn't do it to rob him. No. Nope. They had motive. Yeah. They didn't um, want his stuff. They didn't just do it for that. Mhm. So investigators found evidence that Marty was shot from the bottom of the staircase, so like Marty's up up the stairs when he gets shot the first time, he starts to tumble down and he's continuing, like the shooter continues to shoot him as he's tumbling down the stairs. They found like blood spatter um, up on the office door. And then as he's coming down, they found pieces of his, um, he was dressed for the Christmas party. So he had like Christmas attire on and he had sequins on his suspenders that had like chipped off that left like a trail um down the stairs and then of course he was at the bottom of the staircase when they shot him and when he was shot in the back of the head dang now yeah so michelle's story pretty much checked out 
Her keys were found in the in the office, like she said. Her shoes were found in a nearby parking lot that they had fallen off as she was running for help, which is what she had claimed, which made, like, it checked, checked it because that's the parking lot that she crossed. But in the car, they found her cell phone and Marty's cell phone. So why would she need to run? The car was unlocked because the keys were in, in Marty's wallet. The car was unlocked. Why would she need to run to the video store if the car was unlocked? Yeah. Even if it wasn't, he had the keys on him, and they had two working cell phones in there. Yeah. Because she needed witnesses, Jen. That's, That's Yeah. That doesn't sound suspicious or anything. Not at all, right? Hmm. <laughs> um... So they let her go, but the police let her go home. And the next day they interviewed Michelle's boss and he lets the investigator know that Michelle had been having some marital issues and that Michelle had had an affair with a man named John, who was a sniper in the army. Hmm. Uh, but he wasn't able to provide them with his last name, with John's last name. But they had, they started to build, you know, their evidence from there. Um, and so the investigators also interviewed one of her coworkers who actually attended the party with Michelle and Marty. And they informed investigators that Michelle and Marty seemed perfectly fine at dinner, but Michelle had, had excused herself around 9 p.m. to make a phone call. The investigators asked if she knows or has heard Michelle mention someone by the name of John. The coworker informs the investigator that someone by the name of John had actually called the office one day to check on Michelle, stating that he was concerned for Michelle's well-being because Michelle had told him Marty was abusive with her. And so the coworker found it really odd as Michelle had never mentioned any such thing to her. I'm thinking they might have been close friends if she found that odd herself yeah but she yeah but she still passed on the message nonetheless so and michelle didn't say anything about it now the investigators had something they can work with from here so the investigator goes to michelle's house and questions her about john Michelle does not deny her relationship with John, but says it has been over since she reconciled with Marty. She even provides an investigator with his last name. She didn't deny having spoken to him that night either, with the excuse that they were still friends and he was um he was he had serviced her Corvette. So that was the excuse of why she had called him. Mm. Because it was gonna be on the call logs. Um, so the investigator goes to talk to John by now, but is unable to speak to him because he's on duty. So he's like, John, come see me at my office. And he's like, okay, for a formal interview. Um, so he goes the next day. And when he's asked about Marty's murder, John claimed to have, have heard about it on the news, but he, nothing to do. So John, John too did not deny having an affair with Michelle, but John told police, that they were still in a relationship. This contradicts what Michelle had said, saying that they had they were no longer together. Yeah. John had said they had had lunch together the day before, before the shooting, and were they were still um, having sex. He asked if he owned a gun. The investigator asked John if he owned a gun, to which John replied no, because it's not permitted to own a gun uh, while living and having it on base but he was able to rent guns and shoot at a firing range. 
And he said he actually went to the firing uh, range on the 18th and had receipts to, receipts to prove it. So that backed up his story. So they didn't even bother to test him for gun residue because they knew he would have it in his hands if he had just gone to the gun range. Yeah. Uh, his alibi for the night was for the night of the 17th was that he was home watching a movie with his wife and his mother-in-law. Remember, he still lived with his wife, even though they were legally separated, I guess. Um, they went to bed at around 10 and he didn't leave the house until the next day at nine. Police wanted to question his wife to back up his story. John wanted to let his wife know that police would be coming over to question her. And, uh, when John, got on the phone to talk to her to let her know that the police were coming, he began to speak in Spanish. And he was telling her exactly what to say to police. Did he not figure that out, that they would would have some sort of translator? Come on. Yeah, so he was coaching her. Um, So she backed him up on his story. Lies. The police were... They were able to translate what he said to his wife, and he was instructing her, and she inst- she instructed her mother, who was also there, to back them back up John, back up his story. So now for Marty, the Air Force held a memorial service on base on December twenty first. Marty's mother, his family, and Michelle and her family attended the service. Marty's family had a lot of questions, like who would do this to their son and why would they do this to their son? What's going on? How did this happen? So the police agreed to hold a briefing after the service uh, with Marty's family. And the police wanted the family to know that Michelle was under suspicion and so she was not allowed to attend the briefing. They were going to tell the family this during the briefing, so she wasn't invited to the briefing. But Michelle was like, fuck that shit. I don't want them to know that I had an affair, so I'm going to weasel my way into this briefing. And so she had a liaison for Pope Air Force Base step in and managed to get Michelle in the briefing. Dang it. Are you Um, serious? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So she claimed that she had seen John a few days after the shooting and asked John point blank, if he had anything to do with the shooting, she says she wanted to look into his eyes and make sure that he wasn't lying. Uh, John said no, of course, or she claims that he said no, because it's all a fabricated story. She also told police that she had lied about the state of their relationship, having said that it was over when really it was not. So they were still, she, she fessed up to that, that they were still seeing each other. Um, Michelle's secret life would be exposed. By one of her other, but the other men who had, she had had an affair with, which was the one that had exposed, or not exposed, that had uh, hacked into her email. Um, And this really, and it really like painted her in a bad picture. And she, she had claimed that John had been her only affair, but really with the evidence of her emails, it was like, okay, she's done this before. Mm -hmm. John started to spend the night at Michelle's by this by this time, everyone knew by now of the affair with John. However, the neighbors called the police on John because he was parking his car in front of their house. And they're like, this is not cool. And so they found out the car belonged to John. And then by mid-February, the police had John's phone records that led them to a friend named Peyton Donald. 
and records showed that he had spoken to Peyton the day after the shooting. They asked Peyton if he owned a gun. Peyton had said that he owned a 9mm, but he no longer had it because he had loaned it to his friend John. Ooh. Yeah. So then they called John, asked where the gun was. John was like, um, I do have the gun. It's in my car. But not even an hour after talking to the police, he calls the police himself to report that the car was broken into and the gun was stolen. And that's all that was stolen. He said some some CDs as well, but they left like money and his stereo. And so they just stole the gun. <laughs> uh, so sketch. Um, but now he outed himself because he was in the possession of a gun on a military installation. That incriminated him, and so he was handcuffed and taken in to be interrogated. He was supposed to show up to the criminal investigation, uh, criminal investigation command, and didn't. He didn't show up. He also didn't show up for work that morning. He was told not to leave base, but he broke that rule too, and he was found in the woods off base. He was brought back to base and put in the barracks. Be like, you stay put. Don't go anywhere because you're in trouble. Uh, so on March 15th of 2001, army officials charged John with premeditated murder, conspiracy, and obstruction of justice, uh, wrongfully transporting and storing a privately owned weapon in his vehicle and committing adultery on diverse occasions in violation of article 92 and 134 of UCMJ. So the army had jurisdiction, oh, sorry. The army had no jurisdiction over civilians, but strongly encouraged civilian police to press charges against Michelle. Um, so Fayetteville police continued to build a strong case against Michelle while this was going on. She, however, wasn't waiting around. She was like, bye, I'm going to Colorado with my family. And now this gave the police the opportunity to ransack her house and look for some sort of evidence that would prove their suspicion of her with the involvement um, in her husband's murder. She also spent time in like Florida and California. So she was just kind of hopping around and she was spending money. She did not have Jen. She racked up over $80,000 on her credit card. What? Yeah. 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 Um, she also changed her last name back to her maiden name. I cannot remember what it was. I'm sorry. I should have looked that up. Um, she still had not received Marty's life insurance of 500000 rightfully so. Yeah. She was under suspicion. And she had also quit her job because she was mad at her boss because he, you know, he talked to the police. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Oh, my I know. gosh. So, she still, con- she still continued to date. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Who, yeah. What, who are these yeah. people thinking? Why? Are, why? Why? Because when you're they horny, you do weird shit. It's true. They don't know her her past or whatever's going on with her right now, I guess, if she's hopping around all these places. Just you wait, Jen. Oh, Just boy. you wait. <laughs> uh, so, so by the time a grand jury handed down the indictment of first-degree murder against Michelle in May of two, 2002, she had fled um, her Louisiana home, which is where she was staying at the time. So now she was a wanted fugitive. Michelle was on the run. She drove to Florida, cut her hair, and dyed it blonde. She rented an apartment in Fort Lauderdale under the name of Liza Pentdragon. Oh. And told her landlord she was actually running from 
her abusive husband. Um, while there, she made fake documents in order for her to adopt a new persona. She used like computer software program to prepare official looking documents, including fake birth certificates and baptism certificates. She was able to obtain a Florida driver's license under the name of Alexandria Solomon. She took it even farther in order to become a totally different person, Jen. She underwent plastic surgery. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah, she strained her nose, removed the drooping from under her eyes. She had a chin implant and laser surgery to remove acne scars and other blemishes on her skin. Where was she She, getting all this money from to do all this stuff? Well, she paid for all of this with the money she had had. She drained her bank accounts. She drained her bank accounts, and of course, she was racking up money on her credit card, too. Yeah. So, it was money she did not have. Yeah. And she was just trying to be on, you know, trying to be on the run. So, she's molding this new life to her convenience. She's writing letters to her family and instructing them on how to tie up her loose ends, basically, like, putting her vehicles under, like, their names and um sending some of her money to another family member's account to pay for their college um but Michelle's family specifically her dad wanted nothing to do with her because he had been in contact with like federal marshals and like they were on to her so Michelle had been dating some 25 year old at this time who was oblivious oblivious to her past let me tell you how he was oblivious to her past michelle had convinced him that she had she was an abused wife and had just been in a car accident which would explain why she was bandaged up from all the plastic surgery oh my god um she even had like a her arm in a um what do you call it a sling sling yeah yeah she had it in a sling to make it look like she really was in an accident Um, so now police were able to make a connection with the boyfriend when he used a calling card, um, to call Michelle's father in Colorado at her request. Like she told him, please call my dad. I need this info. And that's when he was like, no, I don't want anything to do with her. So, and Michelle had also used that same calling card to call her storage unit in Louisiana, which the police knew she had and were staking it out in case something happened and phone records showed the same calling cards matched coming from uh, in Florida. So now police have this connection and they go and talk to the boyfriend and tell him that Michelle is not who she says she is. The boyfriend is like, what the fuck is going on? And he's able to tell them where Michelle is at. So then <laughs> police arrive at Michelle's residence to arrest her. They knock on the door, announce themselves and inform her she's under arrest. Michelle's like, fuck this shit no it's not it's yeah she's like no it's not me i'm liza (laughs) yeah and so but she still had her hospital bracelet on and that said alexandra solomon so she's all the people michelle was arrested for a conspiracy to commit murder inside her apartment they found books on how to change her identity and change her persona persona and live under the radar so it's all these self-help books to self-help. not be yourself. <laughs> self-help. Let's, yeah. let's teach you how to not be who the person you are right now. Be somebody else. Yeah. Be somebody else. How to change yourself So you can be completely. your true self. Self-help. Yeah. Book one of seven. Yeah. Change your face. Mm-hmm. 
Start with that plastic surgery. Don't just do the basics of cutting your hair and coloring it and changing your eyebrows. No, go full on plastic surgery for a new face and a new person today. Call 1-800-SNIP-SNIP. Yeah. With every purchase, you get a free bottle of murder water. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh. (laughs) Um, So they also found, like, all her fake documents that she had, like, her birth certificates and all that. They took her to the hospital since she was still healing from her surgery, but she was under custody. She was. So by this time, John's wife, Lourdes, who she had gone to the police and told them the truth. She was, she had to take the stand and she was under oath and she was really scared that she'd be deported. It breaks my heart. So she tells police that on the night of the shooting, John had received a call around 9 p.m. Records would later confirm that it was from Michelle. Um, Lourdes also says that John, after receiving said phone call, uh, bundled up in cold weather gear and told Lourdes he would be going to the barracks. Um, he was preparing basically for a cold night out. So at the trial, John pled not guilty to conspiracy to murder, but did plead guilty to the gun charges. He insisted that Michelle had done the shooting and he had provided her with the gun. But a, a six-panel military jury convicted John Diamond on all counts. John Diamond was sentenced to life in prison without parole and demoted to private, or E1, and forfeiture of pay. He is currently behind bars at the United States Disciplinary Barracks in Fort Leavenworth. Kansas. Ooh. Now, although it took two years for Michelle's case to go to trial, when she took the stand, Michelle opted to plead the fifth and said nothing. Nothing on everything. Nothing. It only took jurors six hours to return a verdict of guilty on December 3rd, 2004, just six days before her 34th birthday, she was sentenced to life in prison without possibility of parole. She is currently incarcerated at the North Carolina Correctional Institute for Women in Raleigh, North Carolina. That is the tragic story story of Captain Marty Fear. Wow. Wow, Veronica, you took us on a a roller coaster. What a whirlwind, right? Holy shit. She really went above and beyond, let me tell you. She really went above and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, to change your face. Now you got to keep that face knowing that you've already – you spent all this money, though I'm sure she doesn't have to worry about paying any of that shit back, but – Spent all this money mm-hmm. on a new face, and then you still got caught because, I mean, of course you would. And Obviously, her yeah. intentions were to evade capture because yeah. she went through all of this. It's like, yeah. well, if I can invent myself new, no one's going to catch me. But it it always comes around. Always. Can't get away with it. Catch me if you can. And they did. They did. They caught her. They could. They could. That's crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I cannot even. That is just, wow. North Carolina, what's going on? Seriously, again, what is in the air or the water or the plants, the food? Something. What's going on? Something over there. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. What you got, Jen? Oof. Um. Wow. Well, let me try to get over what I just listened to. Take us down. Bring us down. Yes. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well, 
Let's get into our military topic of the day, and I am going to cover a base highlight of Marine Corps Base Camp Pendleton. All right. All right, so, yes, Pendleton is the major West Coast base of the United States Marine Corps, and it is one of the largest Marine Corps bases in the U.S., It is on the Southern California coast in San Diego County, and it's bordered by Oceanside to the south, Cleveland National Forest, San Clemente, and Orange County to the north. Oh, the sunshine is true there. Uh, Riverside County to the northeast, and Fallbrook to the east. The base was established in 1942 to train U.S. Marines for service in World War II. By October 1944, Camp Pendleton was declared a permanent installation, and by 1946, it became the home of the 1st Marine Division. It was named after Major General Joseph Henry Pendleton. His lifespan was 1816 to 1942, in case you were wondering. So, (laughs) who had long advocated setting up a training base for the Marine Corps on the West Coast. Today, it is home to many operating force units including the 1st Marine Expeditionary Force and various training commands. So there's a little history for you. Camp Pendleton is a gigantic installation. That is no joke. I didn't realize how huge this place was. I know. With with significant amount of its mountainous land reserved for training exercises. While this keeps the main side, quote-unquote main side, compact and navigable, that's a word. That's a fun word. <laughs> Traversing <laughs> this obviously Navigable. you I I cut and paste a lot from the places I got all this stuff. So these are not words I usually use. Traversing the base <laughs> from north to south can take up to an hour. Can you believe that? Just on base, it'll take you an hour to go from north That's to insane. south. That's insane. That's this place is huge. Generally speaking, most of the infantry units are located on the north side and the aviation and support units are located in the south. Living on base is very popular due to the high cost of living in California, as we all know. Even Californians know because they're leaving too and jacking the prices up in Arizona and I'm very upset. Yes. Now I can't go home. Um, But BAH at Camp Pendleton is higher than many other California bases. Which is really nice. And Mm -hmm. I put a link in. Actually, no, I didn't. But you can just look up the BAH calculator. It's obviously very specific to where you're living and the rank of your active duty Mm -hmm. spouse on how much you will get. But um, that'll factor in. You will get, I mean, you expect it to get between the rankings uh, twenty three hundred and thirty two hundred a month. So that's like the amounts that you will fall into, which will get you a dump. By the way, <laughs> well, in Southern California. Well, I mean, some of them it didn't seem like too bad. At least around the bases, I think it's a little bit more affor- mm-hmm. affordable. And especially when you're not next to the coast, it's a lot more affordable. Yeah, if you're more inland. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. On-base housing. Um, utilities are included with uh, the uh, houses, which is a major major consideration in the cost because people, you know, 
when you have central air conditioning and it's hot and it's running all the time, yeah, you can have a bill of upwards of like three hundred plus dollars a month when you're running that mm-hmm. all the time. But in base housing, it is included. They well, there's one com- there's two different property managers on base housing. One of them includes the utilities at like a baseline, so they give you mm-hmm. a pass up until this amount. And then oh, what, okay. if you go over that amount, then you owe whatever that is. Otherwise, you don't have to pay for anything. Yeah. I which think is, that's what we had in Montana. We which never is went nice. over. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They started doing that at McConnell, too. We were on that iffy side where they were just starting to meter the houses, so we didn't have to mm-hmm. pay for that yet. So homes in neighborhoods close to the water may not have central AC because of the opportunity for you to open your windows. And capture the ocean breezes. And it's supposed to be really nice. And a lot cooler, obviously, because you're next to the water. But during even during the hotter months, they even say sometimes it's something to get used to. But nothing that you can't handle. But the houses that are on the other side of base, away from the water and all that, they do have central AC. Um, which is nice, obviously, because it can get... You can add, like, they say you can add 10 to 20 degrees on average to the temperature there compared to next to the coast. Lincoln Military Housing is one of the housing companies that are on base. They have 22 communities, 22 communities of houses. That's a lot. Just in that area. It's crazy. Um, They rent houses starting at $1,100 a month. So, with this Lincoln Military Housing Company, they also lease their on-post houses to DOD employees, including FBI and Department of Interior, which I don't know what that means. But anyway, they do. So, not only military, but prior military and reservists. And again, these are the no utilities. Their catch to you is no utilities and more space. Uh, that's what the how yeah because they want you to live on base they want you to spend your rental money on them and not off base oh you know so let's see facilities that you can find on base include an animal shelter where yes you can go adopt oh. a pet on base and it includes Nuh-uh. like a whole lot of stuff your fee they have a like, same fee for every dog and same fee for every cat. I remember the cat was 85, and I want to say the dog was 110. And that includes okay. spay and neuter, shots as long as they're old enough, um, heart, heart heartworm and flea medication, and all kinds of stuff like that. So, like, everything you need mm-hmm. to get your pet when you first get it, you know. Um, there is an armed service YMCA on, on base, but okay, seems a little much when you hear how many gyms they have there's billeting and lodging child care which includes the youth program school age care hourly care family child care and part day preschool there's two commissaries wow passenger travel you know for flights and all that a tax center a naval hospital camp pendleton a pass and id office postal services they have multiple post offices on base for you to use. Ugh, must uh, be nice. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like 
I'm like making a line outside the door into the parking lot over here. Yeah. There's vehicle registration. You can get your car registered. Um, a, a vet clinic. There are three Marine Corps exchanges on base. Um, I've put a link in our sources in the notes on the schools. So, cause that's another thing. They mm. do have on base schools and then they do have off base schools. The link that I have okay. on there will give you a lot of information on the areas because a lot of the areas didn't sound very good, but um, oh. they give you all that information. So again, it also depends on where you're living and what school district you fall under. Mm-hmm. Camp Pendleton has a wide range of restaurants and snack shops around the base. I love snacks. I mean, so many. <laughs> These are just some of them. So Domino's, Subway, Starbucks, a Panera, not fair, Panda Express, Hibachi-san, McDonald's, Iron Mike's, Dunkin' Donuts, Yogurt Land, yum. What? Jersey Mike's, which is a sub shop, yum. Ramon's, yeah. Mex Barbecue, a Sonic, not fair. I love Sonic. Porter's 52 Grill and Bar, Moe's Southwest Grill, and Pub 1795, which that pub is located in one of, like, the housing areas, too. I'm like, that's not fair. Really? What? Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. It just sounds really cool. So, some things that you can do um, on the base is you can visit Del Mar Beach and San... uh, uh on a on a fray beach sure that should that sounds right okay um you can spend your day at the del mar marina with a host of water activities like paddle boarding and jet skis and stuff like that and deep sea fishing super fun. fun you can go golfing there's a paintball park horseback riding they have like their own stables you can go horseback riding mm. and all that um, you can go camping at Lake O'Neill because I know it's Veronica's favorite thing to do. Get your no. – <laughs> you can get your fitness on. Now here, get your fitness on at one of the uh, I can get my- 12 gyms. 12. Excuse me? There are 12 gyms on the space. Plus – That's more gyms than I have fingers. I know. It's insane. Plus they have that YMCA too. And they yeah, also have a separate crazy. separate area for, like, an outdoor running track with soccer fields. And they also have a lap swim pool, specifically. Wow. It's crazy. Um, you wow. You can go watch a movie at the Base Theater, which, sorry, thank you, COVID. It's tempor- temporarily closed like everybody else's. Bowling at Leatherneck Lanes. Uh, There's an ITT office where you can purchase discounted tickets for theme parks, tours, and attractions. It means, you know, stuff that we – some of the stuff that we already know, which is great. And speaking of tours and attractions, things that you can do off-base include Mm -hmm. hot air balloon rides in Cardiff. No. (laughs) (laughs) We know you love that one, too. No. Um, in San Diego, there's the Gas Lamp District, San Diego Zoo and Safari Park, SeaWorld, Legoland, 
USS Midway Museum, Balboa Park, and Botanical Garden. That sounds fun. Mm. There's also a large list of vineyards in the Temecula Valley, which I'm also going to put a link in the notes on the section so that you can just view. There's so many of them. There's so many. And in only about an hour's drive, depending on traffic, you can get to Disneyland, which is north of Camp Pendleton. North. Up north, yeah. Up north, it is. There's a lot. I mean, there is a huge area that Camp Pendleton covers, obviously, and the surrounding areas, and it's right on the coast. There's so many different things that you can do Mm -hmm. that I can't even, like put everything out there. I have a lot of links that you all can check out if you're curious about some areas um, and all that or other facilities on the base and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. I've also linked, there is one a website that I found a lot of good information on the base and the area and base off-base housing. And it will give you like a breakdown of, you know, you know, best places to rent and all that if you're wanting to stay mm-hmm. nearby and all that. So obviously rent can be pretty pricey, especially when you're near mm. the coast. Like we said before, yes. it's homes and apartments near the coast. Again, they don't have central AC because they get those breezes in from the ocean. It's true. Whether you rent or buy homes, it said in the article, it said a lot of people will buy a home over there. And I'm like, okay. Yikes. I mean, yeah, it probably would be a good investment because it will go up in value. I oh, mean, it's sure. Southern California. Everyone wants to live there. But you're going to end up with a really small home for a yes. really big price. I know. That's the only thing. If it's something that you can afford, go for it. I mean, on-base housing sounds really nice, too, if you're able to get on as well. I know a lot of times places like that, they have wait lists. So. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just... Be prepared, know your areas, check out the school areas. They also, um, when I was reading some of those, gave information on, like, when you check your area, check for the school district and uh, check for pedophiles, not to creep you out, but, you know, they're just like, just be extra cautious. And I'm like, well, thanks. Right. That makes me feel good. But you know what? I guess you should be doing that pretty much anywhere you are, I guess. Anywhere, yeah. Just so you know. But yeah, that's Marine Corps Base Camp Pendleton kind of in a very short summary for you. Well, I mean, I always feel like the grass is greener on the other side when we highlight these bases or camps or uh, posts. I'm always like, that place sounds awesome. Like, I still can't get over um, Fort Carson in Colorado, how beautiful it sounded. Yes. And now you're telling me about Camp Pendleton and how huge, and they have two commissaries, and I'm over here with this tiny commissary that uh, charges me $4 for two heads of broccoli. Yeah. And I just want to cry. It sounds awesome. It does. That's cool. It does. When I was looking all this stuff up, it just sounded so amazing, and I just... I can't wrap my head around how big this base really is. I just, I've never been to one that huge before, so I don't even like when they break they break down the base into like, oh, this is the main area, and this is near mainland, and this is north, mm-hmm. and this is the south, and this is here, and it's like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. So that is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and 
And I know my heart is is a California heart, but California is very beautiful. And there's so much to do, not just in that concentrated region of the state, but all over, up and down the coast, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. everywhere. It's a gorgeous. And then just, you know, hop on over to Arizona and, you know, go check that out. And you're... You're on the border, too. Go to Mexico. (laughs) Yeah, so ITT, I was looking up their list and all the places that they have discounts for. And they'll have discounts for some uh, activities and uh, things in other states. Like they have some for Arizona. They even have something for Mexico. They have, um, like, you know, stuff for in all over the place. It was crazy. Georgia, Florida. Uh, I think Maryland, there was a lot. It was just, yeah, quite interesting. So, I mean, wow. explore California if you're there. You know, you have the opportunity to go south, north, east. Don't go too far west because that's the ocean. Okay. But <laughs> You'll fall into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, there's a lot. It's all, like I said, I could not even name, you know, half the stuff that you could see even just in that small area because it's mm-hmm. just a lot. But why not? And Disneyland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Disneyland, California Adventures. Yes. So much fun. Oh, my gosh. So much fun. Yeah. The, the best. If you, th- you're you an hour away from it, like, you need to get the annual pass. Like, come on. I would. In a heartbeat. Yeah. I'd be like, no question. I'm going to get an annual pass right now. Yeah. Just be like, go for a few hours every weekend for, like, a year. That'd be great. Worth yeah, it. especially if you have children, and well, who am I kidding? Even if you don't have children, yeah. just go. It's so much fun, <laughs> so much fun. Oh, how cool! Yep. Camp Pendleton sounds fun, Jen. It does, right? It does. Yeah. Too bad we're Air Force dependas. I know. There's living. Like their, their base sounds living so nice. our best life. Yeah. <laughs> on the huh. beach right now. Air Force dependa life. Listen, my life is hard, okay? This morning, I didn't get to sit on the balcony and see the ocean. Oh. Yeah, I didn't get to see life. the sunrise and glittering over the ocean. I don't want to hear about your ocean re- view. <laughs> I had to be a responsible adult and look at the ocean from inside the apartment as I took notes on the for the podcast today. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. My kids every day come home and they're like, can we go to the beach? Can we go to the beach? And I'm like, okay, if we go to the beach, we're going to be down there for at least an hour. And then they're going to be sandy as hell. And then they have to take a shower. And I usually sweep up the sand while they're in the shower. It's like, and then I got to make dinner. I was like, no. <laughs> like, no, not today. I was like, let's just leave it for the weekend because it's it's not easy going down with the kids. I mean, it, we're just like a few steps away from the beach. But it's all but, the stuff afterwards that... Yeah. Yeah. When when Kyle goes back on shift, which I think he's going next week, and he starts working 24 hours again, I'll take him to the beach, and it'll be much easier because I could just feed him a sandwich. But, like, when I'm trying to make dinner, that way dinner's ready for when he gets home, even though he really doesn't care. Like, he'd be happy with whatever. Um, then I'll... I'll find a way to squeeze in some beach time. But we sit on the balcony and have popsicles and watch the sunset in the evenings. It's just awful. This is a terrible life, right? Yeah. It's so horrible. Yeah. It was a little warm this morning in the apartment. So I was like, I'm going to just open up the doors and let the breeze in. And I could just hear the ocean outside. (laughs) 
It's great, Jen. It's great here. <laughs> yeah. My kitchen's small, but I don't care. Worth it's it. It's fine. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, please don't tell me any more about your ocean view because all I get to look it's outside okay. now is and see is a missing tree. A missing tree. A missing tree. It's gone. Oh. Gone forever. How dare they? So mean. I did find, uh, well, actually, my daughter showed me a papaya tree and a banana tree that's nearby. Oh. Yeah, so. I I don't like papaya. No? But, uh, no. No? I, it's not too bad. No. I don't mind it. It's, it has a weird texture to me. Yeah. That I don't enjoy. <laughs> it's not quite melony. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like it. Sorry, papaya lovers everywhere. It's different. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, but bananas, yeah, I like bananas. I know. They're all, the bananas here are always so yellow. It makes me sad. Yeah. I don't like yellow bananas. I need them green. I like I I need them to have a little bit of green. I have like I had like 3 yesterday that were starting to turn brown, so I've been like chomping them down. And I'm like, I don't want them to get any more brown than this. Mm-hmm. So I've eaten a lot of bananas. But now I have to go buy more at the commissary, and every time I go to the commissary, I freak out because there's so many people and the commissary is so small and everything's so expensive and I just want to cry and I'm like, "Take me back to England just for the groceries." Yeah. Just to you go grocery it. shopping. Well, I realized yeah. I was looking because I kind of like planned out some meals. Finally, I've always told myself I yeah. need to do this, and I finally did it. <laughs> I was looking for broccoli because you had mentioned broccoli, and one of the things that I needed was fresh broccoli. And I was going through the veggie area, and I was looking around, and I was like, "We don't have any broccoli. There is absolutely oh, no shit. broccoli here. Nothing. Not even a space to put oh. broccoli. Nothing." I was oh, like, man. "Well." Frozen broccoli it is, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I remember back in the day, I used to buy broccoli the size of my head. Yeah. It was just a giant thing of broccoli. And now they're like the size of my fist and they're like $2 for a head of broccoli. Yep. Oh, it's infuriating. Uh, They have, oh, they have English cucumbers here too. They're so cute. I was like, oh. And then I look at the price and they're $5.99. I was like, no. No. (laughs) That's crazy. We have, I guess, they're Japanese because they're like kind of like a shrunken version of an English cucumber Mm because they're like really skinny. Yep. Like I can just eat it in like four bites. And so I'm like chopping up my little cucumber to put in my salad. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, oh, the foods. So I know. Fun. Always hungry. Forever hungry. Ugh, forever hungry. But I have been off base to, like, the grocery stores and just checking out their stuff. First of all, I don't understand Japanese, right? I'm only new here. But I use my translator on my phone a lot. And so I've been doing that. But, man, do they love their plastic here. Everything is packaged. Everything is prepackaged and plastic processed. It's just you walk into the store, everything is in plastic bags, and I was just so overwhelmed with it. They're very strict about recycling here, but still it's like you, we are the problem. Like, look at us, all this plastic. Yeah. And then I go down the snack aisle, and it's like I've been there for an hour, and my cart is <laughs> to the brim of the <laughs> snacks. It's like, what is all this stuff? It's delicious, all these little teeny tiny packaged snacks and then you go to the other store and they have like these rice ball things that you just 
take like they heat them up for you and um it's amazing i don't know the food here is going to get us in trouble in trouble that's good though that's better than you know you know getting in trouble for something other stuff yeah Mm -hmm. yeah just food trouble yeah cool jen well thank you so much for telling us all about camp pendleton yeah thank you for your my murder story yeah your crazy roller coaster of emotion story holy cow i can't wait to see what north carolina has for us next week (laughs) i I know right is it just going to be are we in like north carolina season because there's just so we should just crazy cover happening yeah, we should just cover per state. Yeah, right. <laughs> North Carolina tops them all. That's ah, funny. Yeah. North Carolina and Texas. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, it's time to go. If you want to reach us and give us some stories and secrets, mm-hmm. give us your secrets because we want to hear them. Uh, email us yes. at dependisplaining at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and damn you giant truck outside. Damn you giant truck outside ah. coming to you soon with, with every your, purchase of murder with your water. murder water, yes. God damn it. <laughs> um, is, it the, is the truck that's delivering the murder it's, water? <laughs> it's the murder water truck. Um, In three gallon jugs. Oh my goodness. And make sure you rate and subscribe and you know, you know what to do. Give us five stars because that's where that's where it's at. You know, you love us. Yes. And we appreciate it. We appreciate you all around the world. And keep listening, keep subscribing, keep sharing, and remember yes. that wherever you go, there, there you, you are. are. Goodbye. Goodbye.